Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is taking a step back. Taking a step back. Basically, it is revisiting something that you already done. Now, we all are very familiar with taking steps back. Now, either we're going back into a relationship, we're going back to do something that we said that we would never do, we're going back to experience an emotion that we said that we didn't want to experience again, whether we're going back to a job that we said that we were done with, we're going back to an old habit, to an old way of life, We're going back because we don't know how to move forward. That's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about going back. Sometimes we keep going around in circles. We feel like we're stuck in a loop. We feel like no matter what we do, we come so far. Instead of progressing, it feels like we're regressing. It feels like we're going back. And that could be pretty frustrating sometimes. When you anticipate going forward and it seems as if you're working so hard just to move things along and you're doing great. Everything is is just moving as planned and all of a sudden something happens and you feel like you're thrown back into the same situation. You feel like you're thrown back. Now let's talk about in terms of relationship. That's the first area that we want to talk about. That we feel that we are being thrown back. We don't know how to break that pattern. We don't know how to end that cycle of going back to the same person or the same type of relationship. We can move on and say, you know what? This person has abused me. This person has used me. This person has exploited me. This person has humiliated me, embarrassed me, and just make me feel bad. This is the worst person in the world. And you somehow find a way, you find the strength, you find the means, the support, whatever it is that you need to be able to break free from that relationship. You find yourself letting go and moving forward. Everything seems to be working just fine. But somehow you long, you have this emotional longing You have this craving, you have this deep desire to go back to the same relationship, to the same person. And sometimes people get so confused when that happens. They get so confused because they don't understand how when they were in the relationship, how they were longing to get out of it. They were plotting and planning and using a lot of time, resource and energy trying to make sure that they don't go back to that same relationship. But somehow, when they end the relationship, they find themselves longing 
to go back to that same situation. So what's going on? What's making us repeat this pattern? What's making us repeat this pattern? This is something that happens so often. This is so common. This is why when you see people break up in relationships, you're not so quick to try to talk about the other partner. You don't want to reveal certain things because there's a possibility that person can go back to that relationship. And when they do, they're going to remember what you said about that person. They may end their relationship with you because of that. They may reveal that information to other person and that may put you in danger or harm way. Or maybe that may mess up your relationship with that person. So let's talk about what makes us go back in relationships. Why do we say we're not going to do this again? And we swear at that time, that's it. It's over. I'm not going to go back. I can't stand this person. Some people may venture to say, I hate this person. I despise them. They disgust me. But somehow you find yourself back. Now, let's talk about some of the things that lead us to take a step back into relationships. Now, one thing that we all may suffer from is loneliness. Some people, they're able to go ahead on in a relationship, but they're not anticipating what happens when that individual is no longer in their lives. Are they able to have other people in place, whether it be friends, whether it be family, whether it be associates, whether it be counselors, therapists, whether it be neighbors, whether it be a personal trainer, you know, a coach, a life coach, they're not anticipating that they need to be able to have other people in their lives to place strategically so they will not succumb to that loneliness. Okay? They're not anticipating that that time they're going to spend alone may create some problems for them. So definitely loneliness or the fear of being alone can be a reason why some people go back in relationships. They are afraid of being alone or they can't take that transitory period, that that transition from having a relationship to not having a relationship, that that in-between period where they have to go through that healing process. Whatever it is that they went through that relationship, they need to take the time to heal from it. But before you can heal from it, you have to confront it. You have to confront the pain, the heartache, the betrayal, the loneliness, the violation, the trust issues, the paranoia, and the low self-esteem that you might have had from that relationship. All right. So all the things that went wrong definitely had an impact on you as an individual. It had an impact on you mentally, emotionally, socially, physically, spiritually, sexually, and financially. So because of that, you may be going through a lot of changes and you have to be ready to start dealing with those issues. And like I said a few seconds ago, some people cannot deal with those things by themselves. So instead of them having a support system in place, 
that can help them make the transition from being in a relationship to not being in a relationship. They don't have that. So what do they do? They start to feel lonely. They start to want to get rid of that feeling of loneliness. So the only thing they could do is call that person back. Because now they have this longing, this desire. They think that it's because they really miss that person. And the reality is not because they really miss that person, especially if that person was so bad. They miss having company. They miss having someone in their lives. They miss having someone around. Now, this is called being familiar. Familiarity. Okay, some people, because they're so familiar with an individual, okay, they become complacent. It's like, this is a routine. This is a custom. This is something that we do. This is a way of life. This is the way we do things. I come home and I have somebody there. Even if we fuss and we fight and we argue, but there's somebody there. I can depend on that person to do this for me. I can't depend on them to do that, but I can depend on them to do this. Maybe they need a other parent to co-parent to raise the children. Maybe they need some financial assistance. Maybe they just need some companionship. Somebody just to be in the house. Now, all that, they're missing. Right? And if they don't try to find a replacement, not necessarily another lover, but someone that can fulfill those roles in their lives, then they have this emptiness. So because they have this emptiness, now they have this longing for somebody. And sometimes they misinterpret that as they love that person and they want to be with that person. But it's not necessarily that person that they really want to be with. It's just that they're going through that transition phase and that they need somebody to fulfill those roles. They're going through that difficult moment in their lives where one cycle is ending and a new cycle is going to begin. But they're not giving themselves the opportunity or the chance for them to actually get over this phase because that's all it is. It's a phase. So before they allow themselves to go through that phase or allow themselves to finish the phase, they give in to that longing, to that desire to have somebody there. Because sometimes the pain is too much to bear. Sometimes it's too difficult to be alone. Sometimes it's a, a hardship to go through life having to rely on yourself, to face yourself, and to go through your problems. So it becomes easier for them to just go back, to take a step back. It becomes so much easier for them to take a step back. Now, sometimes it's not the individual that's really pushing for the relationship. Sometimes it's the partner that's constantly calling, begging, pleading, and promising them that they're going to change. And because they're already going through their own thing, sometimes they give in. They're like, okay, you know, this person say they're going to change. They say that things are going to be different now. So let me go ahead on it and go back. Or let me allow this individual to come back into my life. So this is why a lot of people step back into relationships. Because their partner is constantly influencing them in terms of 
It could be stalking them, you know, stalking them by phone. They're calling them all the time or they're coming to their house all the time. They're going to their job all the time. They're having other people uh, send them messages, third party messages. They're texting them. They're emailing them. So, you know, they're bombarded with this attention. So what they end up doing is giving in. It's like, okay, let me just give this person one more try. Let me just give it one more try. Let's see what happens. Let's see if this relationship's going to work. And they go back. And usually when you go back, if you didn't learn your lesson, if that individual didn't learn their lesson, if all the problems in the relationships, in the relationship, all those problems are not resolved, all those issues are not dealt with, then you're going right back to the same thing. You're going right back to the same thing. So after a few days, you can go right back into the same thing. Again, familiarity. You're used to that person. You establish a routine. You all are used to doing things. So what happens? You fall right back into the same pattern, into the same routine, the same protocol, the same drama. The same trauma. It becomes a cycle. So that's why it's so important before people get back together, they get some counseling, they get some coaching, life coaching or relationship coaching, financial coaching. For them, spiritual coaching in order for them to resolve the issues. Because there's a lot of unresolved issues. These unresolved issues will cause people to have the same problems. And sometimes people are accustomed to just being a certain way with certain individuals. If they're used to exploiting you, it becomes a habit of exploitation. If they're used to taking you for granted, they're going to just keep taking you for granted. If they're used to being lazy around you, they're programmed to react this way. So when they get around you, they be very lazy. Now, maybe when they have a new relationship, when they're around other people, maybe they're not lazy. Maybe they're very abusive towards you, but yet they're not abusive to other people. So they get locked into this pattern, this way of life, this way of thinking, this lifestyle that they have with you that seems to be on autopilot. That it seems like they cannot get out of the funk. It becomes a form of indoctrination. They're so used to doing you dirty. They're so used to just using and abusing you that this becomes a cycle. So it's easy for them to go back into that same pattern. So that's the reason why whenever we go back into an old relationship, that most likely that relationship is going to fail. This is what we find out. No matter how many chances we give our partners, the majority of the time it's going to fail. Now, having a relationship survive when you go back to it is definitely an exception. Because the normal thing that happens is that a relationship fails. Am I telling people not to go back to ex? I'm not saying don't go back. I'm saying take into consideration whatever unresolved issues that may be. Whatever patterns, negative patterns, whatever negative habits and cycles there are, you need to address that. 
If you don't address that, it's going to create a problem. It's going to create a problem. So you have to be able to resolve these issues, work on them, before you decide to go back. And another thing about going back, that person has to prove themselves to you. Someone is not going to change in a week, in two weeks, in four weeks, in a month, in six months. Sometimes it may take more time. Now, is it impossible for a person to change in a couple of days? No, it's not impossible. But how probable it is, the probability is probably very low. Because if people are stuck in their ways and they're used to having certain habits and certain routines and they're accustomed to a certain lifestyle, they're not just going to boom change overnight. It's going to take some time. So give that person some space so they can understand what's going on, so they can really, really develop the skills, the habits, and get the knowledge, understanding that they need so they can make the necessary changes. Right. So this is about relationship. And sometimes people go into relationship because they're pressured. They're forced to go back. Well, forced, nobody can force you, but they feel like they're being forced. They feel like they don't have an option to say no. Right. Maybe you have other people that are depending on them. Maybe you have the children okay, who are trying to get their mom and dad back together. Maybe you have family members who are getting benefits. And they want, you know, that couple to get back together. Maybe the, the man is paying the bills for other people. Or maybe he's a doctor and he gives free services. And other people are benefiting. So they don't care about your unhappiness. They don't care about what's going on in your life. They just want to make sure that they get what they can get by putting you all back together. So some people do feel pressured or coerced into going back, stepping back into a relationship. Right? Some people just have unrealistic expectations. They really do live in a fantasy. They really do believe that miracles can happen and things are going to miraculously just work without any effort on anybody's part. Now, this is a fantasy and this is unrealistic expectations. Now, can we have miracles? Yeah, we can have miracles, but it's not probable, right? So you're taking a big chance before that miracle happens, okay? Now... The same thing that happens in relationships can also happen in other areas of your life. The reason why you go back, you're going back to a career, all right? You're going back to a career that you said that you would not go back to. You're not going back. This is old news. Now, there are many reasons why you can go back. Maybe it could be that you're desperate. You need a job. Right, Because you fail to prepare, sometimes it's not always your fault, but sometimes we fail to prepare. We want to make a career move, but we're not completely prepared to make that career move. We're not getting the necessary education. We don't have the, 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 the knowledge. We don't have the experience. We don't have the skills. We don't have the resources. We don't have the support. And because we don't have that, we're trying to make a career move because we don't have all those things that we need to make a successful career move. We have to prepare and plan for success. Success doesn't just happen by itself. It is a process, something that you have to work on. And a lot of people fail to prepare when they're making a career move. So now they have to go back to the same career. Some people actually get a promotion and they get a demotion. They get a promotion 
because they, you know, they think that they were ready to go or maybe they were ready to go. But when they got to that position, they found out that they weren't prepared. They were ill prepared. They were ill prepared for the responsibilities, for the job, you know, for everything that came with it in terms of how it affected their lives, their their children, their health. So they weren't quite prepared. So before you make a career move, you just really have to investigate. Now, don't just look at the job title. Don't look at the job salary. You know, don't just look at the job shift or schedule. You have to look how that's going to impact your life. Because some people want the promotion. They want the status. They want the money. But they don't understand that's going to take away from their lives. It's going to totally put them in a whole nother state of mind. They're going to have to give up something. And they're not quite ready to give that up. They're not quite ready. You know, maybe you like just working Monday to Friday. You don't want to work during the weekends. And once you get this promotion, once you move to this new career, you may have to give up your weekends. Some people just like to work nine to five. After five, they don't want to be doing no work. But if you get this promotion or you get this career, new career, you may have to work till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Are you willing to do that? So because you're not, then you may have to take a step back. Take a step back and go back to your old career. And you you may just need to revamp that old career. You may need to look at that old career from a different perspective or explore it from a different angle. Because in one area, there could be many things that you could actually do. For example, if you go into the real estate industry, all right, you can be a realtor or you could be a... um, you could be a, um, a mortgage breaker, a broker, sorry, a mortgage broker. You could be a financer, someone who uh, help people qualify for loans. You could be a loan adjuster. I mean, there's many positions. You could be a property manager. I mean, there's many positions within the real estate industry. So you don't have to leave the industry. You could just shift into another area of the industry. If you're in the medical field, all right. If you're working in pediatrics, maybe you want to work in geriatrics or maybe you want to work in the maternal ward, have, you know, having babies. Maybe you want to work in a doctor's office versus a hospital. Maybe you want to work in a school versus working at a prison. So you do have some career fields that you have the flexibility to stay within the same field, but just go to another branch of that field. So sometimes we have to take a step back in order for us to understand what we had. Sometimes we do take what we have for granted. And when we leave that area, that's when we realize all the benefits. We realize all the great opportunities that we had. We realized, you know, how good we had it. You know, we had wonderful people working for us or with us, or we had, you know, a very good work environment. When we leave it and go to somewhere else that may be toxic, We understand the value of where we come from. And that's the reason why we go back. Sometimes people go back. Right? It's very important. In our careers, we go back all the time. Now, in our finances. Sometimes in our finances, we downsize. Okay? And some people don't want to look at it as going back. But it is. If you're downsizing, you're leaving one area... 
Instead of progressing to the next area, you're going back. You no longer need certain things, so therefore you're willing to get rid of it. And a lot of people downsize. There's there's no reason for you to keep something financially that's not working for you. Right? There's many incidents where people have to downsize. And some people, they resist it. They feel like they're taking a step back and they don't want to go back because they feel like they're losing something. You're not losing anything. It depends on how you look at it. If you are choosing to do something, then you're not losing. Now, if you're forced to do something because you have no choice, that's different. If you are forced into bankruptcy and you have to sell your house and get a smaller house, of course you feel like you're losing because you're being forced to do something. But if you're making that decision on your own before you go into bankruptcy, you listen, I don't want to go to bankruptcy because I just took you know, a pay cut or I just went back to my career and I'm no longer making the same salary, then I have to change my lifestyle to reflect my finances. So it's important that I downsize. I don't need a five bedroom house. I'm only one person. Let me just get a two bedroom house. Well, I don't need a house at all. Let me go get a a condo or an apartment. So we have to learn how to downsize. That's taking a step back. You're choosing to take a step back. Take a step back. It's absolutely necessary sometimes to take a step back. Because there are lessons that maybe we didn't get a chance to learn the first time around. And we may have some unresolved issues as well. Sometimes we just leap forward and we don't understand that we're leaping with our baggages into the future. We're taking the damages, the problems, the issues from the past and we're bringing them into the future. We think that we're progressing, not realizing that we're creating a problem for ourselves. So before we leap forward, maybe we got to step back and understand what's happening to us and kind of fix some of these issues before we leap forward. It's very important that we do that. Learn certain valuable life lessons. Deal with certain issues that we've been running away from. We don't want to deal with it. We don't want to deal with it. Okay, perfect example, your health. Sometimes we have to take a back step to deal with our health. Sometimes we feel like, oh, I'm healthy. I can do this. And then you move forward into engaging in certain activities, whether it's taking on a new venture, whether it's exercising, or whether it's you moving, or whether it's you taking a new job, whatever it may be. And you realize that your health is not as good as you thought. So now you got to go back and start from scratch. You're going to have to now go back and start eating healthier. Go back and start your exercise routine. Go back and start getting the right sleep. You got to take a step back before you take all this load and put it on yourself. Now you got to take a step back and say, okay, I think I got to go back to the drawing board and figure this thing out. I think I'm going to have to rest a couple weeks before I take on this new project. I think I better go back and rest. Maybe I need to go ahead on and do some fasting. You know, maybe I need to be celibate for a minute. I stop having sex with everybody. Just take a minute and, and recruit and regroup myself and rejuvenate and get a fresh start. Sometimes you got to take a step back. You got to take a step back in order for you to go forward. Sometimes we're moving too fast. When we're moving too fast, we're making decisions without thinking about the consequences. 
We want to purchase something and not think about the consequence. We want to jump on the bandwagon. Everybody's doing it. Let's go. Let's do it. We're not thinking about the consequences. We're not thinking about the implication that that's going to have in our lives. We're not thinking about, wait a minute. Before I do this, maybe I need to do a little bit more planning. Maybe I do need to do a little bit more research. Maybe I need to go ahead on and really kind of analyze what I'm getting myself into. And when we don't do that, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Okay? It's a setup for a throwback. Okay? You, you're going to go backwards instead of forward because you're not quite ready. You're not quite ready. Right? Sometimes we got to go back and build up our self-esteem. It's not because we can't move forward, but if we move forward, we're not equipped to do what we're supposed to do. We're not ready to do it. So, you know, sometimes we got to take that step back. Sometimes you're just about to finish, cross that finish line. You're just about to enter a new stage and you're like, nope, let me not, not yet. I'm not, I'm not going to cross that line. Not yet. Let me go back a little bit. Let me figure this thing out. There's something missing. Because sometimes once you cross that line and enter another phase or another stage in your life, another cycle, sometimes you can't go back. So sometimes you've got to take a step back and kind of analyze everything before you're able to move forward. So that's why taking a step back is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Sometimes we really have to Take a step back. I can't emphasize that anymore. We already talk about that. We talk about taking a step back in our relationship. Taking a step back in our jobs. And taking a step back in our finances, in our economics. Sometimes, you know, we have a lot of money. And we waste the money. We literally waste the money. Trying to keep up with the Jones. Trying to buy brand name clothes. Going to the club, making it rain, wasting money on people that really don't care about us and people who don't want to invest in our best interests. We giving them money or we spending money on them. So sometimes we get to the point where we realize, wait a minute, financially, in order for me to progress financially, I got to take a step back. Yeah, I lost a lot of money. Maybe I made some bad investments whether I made some bad financial decisions, whether you were splurging the money, whether you were spending the money on things that were not that serious, things that are not really worth anything, things that depreciate real fast, right? So sometimes when you make bad financial decisions, you've got to take a step back. You got to step back and analyze, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to learn? What do I need to unlearn? Because sometimes growing up, we're not taught financial literacy. We're not taught how to invest our money. We're not taught how to save our money. We're not taught how to make our money work for us. We're not taught to have emergency funds. Just in case a rainy day comes, you got to have money. Just in case you lose your job. Just in case, you know, for whatever reason, you're not able to get paid next week. What are you going to do? You got to be able to have something on the side. Now, it's not easy because if you're not getting enough money to begin with, it's kind of hard to save what you don't have, especially if you have that money allocated for your basic living expenses. But it's still necessary for you to learn financial literacy so you can know ways to manage your money, even if it's not a lot, right? How to invest, to buy things that 
that's going to appreciate in time, that's going to grow in value and not depreciate once you have it. Okay? If you're going to buy a lot of clothes, it's going to depreciate. You buy a car, it's going to depreciate. But if you buy a house, you're going to build equity in that house. And so it's going to, the value is going to go up. So that's something that is going to be worth more. You're going to invest in jewelry. Okay? Gold, diamond. Okay? Those things increase in value. You're going to invest money in the stock market. Right? There are different types of investments that you can do that your money can grow. Now, of course, there's a chance that you take, but it's a calculated risk. If you can't do it, hire somebody to do it for you or learn how to do it. But sometimes we have to take a step back financially in order for us to be able to move forward. Very important because we well, that's what we're talking about today, taking a step back. Sometimes you got to take the step back. Don't fight it. When you see that you have, you know, you're in a position where you have to take a step back, don't resist. Don't fight it. Don't make it say, oh man, don't think it's a bummer. Don't think, oh my God, I failed. Don't think that, you know, it's something that's bad. Don't look at it as something as a punishment. Don't look at it that way. Look at it as, you know what? I got to take a step back. I got to regroup. I got to recalibrate myself. I got to go ahead on and put myself in a better position. I got to reorganize. Right? In order for you to maximize, you have to reorganize. So that's why it's necessary to take a step back. When it comes to your finances, take a step back. Take a step back and then you can move forward. And sometimes once you take a step back and you analyze and you get things in order, you can take leaps forward. Instead of taking two steps ahead, sometimes you can go three or four steps ahead at a time. But you have to realize there's no hurry. Some things in life, you don't need to hurry. You need to take your time. So it's one of those things financially, once you start on that path of growth, it may be slow, but you're going to get there. You're definitely going to get there, right? Now let's look about, let's talk about education. Sometimes you got to take a step back. Sometimes when you think you know, when you think you know all there is to know, you realize you don't know nothing. That's when you got to take a step back. Take a step back, all right? When you enter into a new realm, okay, you're, meet, you're meeting people that you never met before. These people are educated. These people are very knowledgeable. These people are very articulate. They're eloquent in the way they speak and the way they carry themselves. And you're like blown away. You're like, whoa, you feel very uneducated right now because you've never been exposed to that. So sometimes you got to take a step back. You don't have to try to keep up with the people because you can't because you don't know what they know. So sometimes you got to take a step back and you got to go and get yourself educated. Go read a book. Go study. Take a class. Go back to school. Take a workshop, a lecture, online class, or just an online course. Something that you can do. Read a book. Read a magazine. Research. Sometimes you have to take a step back. When it comes to your education, right? Sometimes people want to fake the funk. They want to act as if they know everything. And they want to just pretend. But you can only do that for so long. Because someone is going to expose you. Okay, you could just act like you know. You could fake it. Like they say, fake it till you make it. But you can only do that for so long. I mean, you could be quiet. Take a step back. And listen. 
and learn and actually gain some new understanding and knowledge. The more you learn, the better you are. You're better as a person. You're more informed. You're more equipped to make better decisions. So sometimes you really got to take a step back. Now, you could have been the smartest person in the room for a long time. And somebody else come along and they just show you you don't know nothing. It's not a bad thing. Not one person knows everything. Some people can specialize in a certain area, but there are thousands of other things that they have no idea about. They're clueless. There's millions of other things they know nothing about. So when you find an opportunity that you can learn, guess what? Learn. Take a step back. Take a step back so you can stop and unlearn certain things so you can relearn something else. All right, because there's a lot of things that we've been taught that we could swear up and down that those things were accurate, they were factual, they were scientific. We could just swear, we could put our lives on it. Yes, yes. But then you find out that those things were erroneous. These things were based on limited knowledge and understanding. Technology is advancing every year. All right, new discoveries happen all the time. So therefore, information that you taught, you really taught, were, I mean, you taught that that was it. But you have to have an open mind and realize that what you think you know, you don't know. Now, there are certain jobs or certain careers or certain occupations that things are constantly changing. Like you're in the medical field. Sometimes you got to go back to school because what you thought you know, you don't know. If you into the law, you're a lawyer. Sometimes you got to go back and learn. If you're a realtor, sometimes you got the laws, the real estate laws change all the time. You're an immigration attorney. You have to go back and learn the laws. So sometimes you got to step back and you have to be quiet. You have to listen and you have to learn. So that's definitely one area that you're going to have to take a step back, right? Now, your personal style. Your personal style is definitely an area that sometimes you got to take a step back. Sometimes people go full force forward with their personal style. They, they want to dress like this. They want to they act like this. They want to wear this type of jewelry. They want to do their hair this type of way. And they're just going, 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 going. You know, you get to a point where you got to take a step back. You got to say, okay, you know what? Maybe I have outlived this personal style. Maybe I have outgrown this person's style. Maybe I need to take a step back, right? Because if you're 17 years old, you can have a certain personal style. But when you get to be 25, you're going to make some change in your personal style. From 25 to 35, you may, you know, when you get to be 35, you may change your personal style. When you get to be 45, it doesn't matter. I'm just giving some random age. It could be any age. But sometimes you got to step back. You can't be so stuck in your personal style and your way of doing things that you just want to be that way forever. No, you got to be open-minded and you have to allow yourself to grow. You have to allow yourself to mature to different levels. Now, once you get to a certain point of maturity, then your personal style is going to reflect that. All right. So some people get stuck. You know, they want to, they're 50 and they want to keep the same personal style that they had at 21. It's not really reflective of a 50 year old person. And some people can can label them to be immature 
or stagnant. You know, they haven't allowed themselves to grow. So it's very important that you allow yourself to grow. Sometimes to do that, you've got to take a step back. Take a step back. Take a step back and analyze what is it that you have now? Why do you have it? And what is it that you want to reflect? How do you want your personal style to reflect you as an individual? What messages are you sending about yourself? The way you dress, the way you act, the way you talk, the way your personality traits. You have to assess that so you can decide how you're going to move forward. How are you going to move forward? Right? In order to move forward, sometimes you've got to step back. That's just the way it is. You've got to step back. Right? Now, also, your values, your morality, your principles. You know, things change. Sometimes you got to take a step back. You can't be gung-ho about, you know, certain things. Your political ideologies. Right? I mean, your cultural ways. Sometimes you got to take a step back. You got to say, wait a minute, you know what? I used to have this personal value. And now with my life experience, with my understanding now, with the people that I've met, with the things I've done, places I've gone, you know what? I'm going to change some of my values. I'm going to change some of my principles, my morality. It could be for the better. It doesn't have to be for the worse. It could always be for the better. It should be for the better. But some people do take a step back and they go a little further back. (laughs) So yeah, we don't want to do that. We don't want to go too far back. But some people, they may have to go back, 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 back before they can move forward, forward, forward. So overall, sometimes you may have to go a little further back than anticipated. May have to go a little further back than you like. And sometimes life pushes you back and you don't know how far back you're going to end up. You know, you don't know how far you're going to go. So sometimes it's not you who's choosing how far you go. It's life or the decision that you make or things that happen, the experience that you have that pushes you back. You know, and I'm sure people have met people who've lost everything. People have lost everything through natural disasters. They lost their job to death of a loved one, to displacement, to war, tragedy, trauma, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, just making poor choices. I'm sure we met people that have lost everything. So these people were forced to go all the way back, all the way back. You have someone who was a millionaire and they lost all their money, all their wealth, all their financial resources. Now they have to start from scratch. They got to start from the bottom. Someone who lost their husband, a widow, lost their wife, lost their children in a car accident. They got to start from scratch. They got to do it all over again. Some people who lost their home due to foreclosure, right? They lost their job and it just everything just went down. Some people had a sickness, an illness. They spent all their money, all right? They weren't able to work. They didn't have family. They didn't have support. They lost everything. So I'm sure we know personally or we've heard of people or we've seen people that have gone far all the way back to the beginning. They lost everything. They had to go all the way back. And most people don't want that to happen to them, of course, because it takes a lot of work. 
to go back, to climb back up that corporate ladder. After you had a baby, now you're coming back. You got to work twice as hard with a baby, right? You lost your job of 20 years. Now you got to go start at some low entry job and work your way up for another 20 years. It's not easy when you have to go all the way back. It's not easy, but it depends on your perspective, how you perceive the setback. That setback could be a setup for a come up, right? You going all the way back could be what you need to have a new beginning. Instead of it being a crisis, instead of it being, you know, a punishment, you could perceive it that way, it could be a blessing. Sometimes you have to see that taking a step back could be a blessing. It gives you a fresh perspective on life or it gives you another outlook. Some people can be diagnosed with cancer and, you know, they see it as a death sentence. And then in the midst of their treatment, they realize that that's helping them see life in a whole different way. Instead of them being so busy running here, running there, not having a chance to actually live, now they're beginning to live for the first time when they thought that they were dying. Someone could have got a divorce and not realize that that marriage was a hindrance for them. It stopped them from growing and experiencing life. So they thought that they lost everything. They had to go back. They had to go back. You know, not realizing that it's a new beginning. So going back is very subjective. You know, you could see it as a fresh start. You don't have to look at it as something that is dread, something that is feared, something that is horrible something that is a tragedy and it's not a tragedy it could be definitely an opportunity for you to grow exponentially you could grow 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 and you're growing in another direction so we do have a lot of setbacks in life we do have a lot of setbacks in life things do happen to us and sometimes you know we do feel sorry for ourselves you know especially some of people in relationships you in a relationship and you give so much you work so hard to build something that's lasting something that's progressive something that's going to be here forever so you thought not understanding that everything in life we do is a chance that we take and really it's not the end goal sometimes it's the process So what you thought was important was the end. It's like, okay, I'm going to get this at the end. But you didn't understand that what you're getting in the process, what you're getting in the meantime is what you really need. You may not get that end. Let me give you an example. It's like somebody who wants to be a doctor and they go through all the headache and all the trials and tribulations and they go through med school, they go through everything and something happens and they end up not finishing med school. So maybe a lot of people can see that as a failure or as a disappointment, but that individual could realize what they've learned about themselves during that time. They found out their strength. They found out their talents, their gifts, their abilities. They learned about their personality. And maybe they met someone that they're going to be with forever. And so that time was not wasted. It wasn't a failure. It was a success. Some people would say, oh, it's a failure because you didn't accomplish the goal of being a doctor. But no, it's a success because of what you learned through the process of attempting to be a doctor. All right, so you learn a lot of valuable life lessons. 
So in other words, sometimes what you perceive to be a failure, what you perceive to be a setback, what you perceive to be something that's taking you back, you really are being propelled forward into another area, into another paradigm, right? You experiencing a whole nother reality because of that. Now, maybe you're interested in being a missionary. So you all of the lessons that you learned from being a doctor, you're going to take all those lessons and now you're going to be the best missionary you can be. The best missionary you could be. Maybe you want to be an author and just write a book. Maybe you want to be a life coach instead of being a doctor. But you didn't waste all that knowledge because now you could take that knowledge after you kind of re examine everything that's going on after you take that step back and try to put things in order now you could move forward you know into a new field so it's very important now self-esteem when people take a step back their self-esteem usually suffers because again they may perceive that to be a failure they may perceive that to be a loss to be a waste of time Sometimes they get frustrated. Sometimes they get angry. Sometimes they get rebellious and defiant. They're like, ah, I did all that work for nothing. Now I got to go back. I got to do this again. It's just writing a paper, writing a research paper. Sometimes you write, you write, and then you realize that what you're writing don't make any sense. So you have to tear it up, and then you got to start all over again. And when you start all over again, guess what? Now you have a whole different perspective. You're writing this paper from a whole nother perspective, from a whole nother angle. So a whole lot of other stuff that you would have not included if you would have kept going. Now that you had to take a step back, now you can actually see certain things that needed to be included. So it's not a bad thing. So I'm saying all that for us to understand that when we do take a step back, we shouldn't allow our self-esteem to be damaged. We shouldn't see it as some type of flaw or defect or deficiency or weakness. Because a lot of people do interpret it that way. They feel bad. They start doubting themselves. They start feeling inferior, not good enough, like something is wrong with them. Because they had to take a step back. Because they lost everything and they had to start all over again. They say, I got to start from scratch. I don't want to be here. I don't want to start from the starting line. I want to be at step 10 and step 20. I want to be at step 100. But it's not about what you want. It's about where you at. So if you are at step five, just stay at step five, learn your lesson and move to six, seven, eight until you keep climbing up. But if you feel stuck at step five, you got to realize what's going on. Maybe you need to go back to step four to change your perspective so you can get a fresh start so you can move forward. So if you look at it as something positive, taking a step back, instead of something negative, your self-esteem won't be damaged. A lot of people, this is what prevents them from moving forward. When they take that step back, they get caught up in that self-pity. They get caught up in that depression, in the sense of hopelessness, helplessness, powerlessness, that self-blame. Oh, it's my fault. Yeah, it may have been your fault. Maybe you did make the wrong choice. Maybe you allowed the wrong people in your life. And maybe you you were had wrong timing. Maybe things just wasn't happening. 
and you kind of forced it to happen and then you lost everything. It's okay. Now you have to allow yourself to learn from that experience, learn from your mistakes and be able to regroup and move forward. Right? So a lot of people do suffer from low self-esteem. Now, a lot of people sometimes, you know, they they have a false hope that things are going to get better right away. You know, they're ready to go, but sometimes you got to be patient. You got to be patient. You got to be tolerant. You got to take your time. You cannot try to rush things. Okay? Some people get that rush, that false hope. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. But when you take a step back, you can't take a step back and try to rush back up. Some people, that work. They take a step back and they rush back up and things work. But if you keep trying to get up and things are not working out, don't be trying to fool yourself that you're supposed to get up that fast. It's called false hope. You're trying to get up. I got to get up and start again. No. You have to look what's going on. Maybe your foot is broken. You can't get right back up with a broken foot. You got to allow that foot to heal okay maybe you have a broken heart you gotta allow that broken heart to heal before you leap back into action okay maybe you have some type of medical problem you got to heal your body first before you leap back up and trying to hurry up and start from scratch and start all over again now don't allow people to pressure or influence you because this is a big problem that's why people get up and do things prematurely You know, they're not doing it at their timing. They're doing it, you know, at other people's requests. Now, there's a difference when you do things because you're ready to do it. You feel ready. You feel that you're psychologically ready, mentally ready. You feel that you're spiritually ready. You feel that you're financially ready. You feel that you're ready spiritually. You're ready to take on this task, this job, this responsibility, this obligation. Versus you're being pressured and coerced and influenced by other people. Okay, maybe your parents are pressuring you. You know, maybe you're not ready to get married. You're not ready to do it. But your family is constantly, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? Maybe you're not ready to have a baby. Your family, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors, your fraternity and sorority family pressuring you. Maybe you're trying to keep up with the Jones. That because somebody did something, other people are trying to pressure you to do it. Now, you can't do things for people. You got to do things for you. You got to do things because you're ready to do it. Especially after you took a step back. Especially after you fail a couple of times. You know, you're not allowing yourself the time to heal. You're not allowing yourself the time to assess the situation and be able to move forward. Please don't let nobody force and pressure you into doing something that you're not ready because you're going to find yourself right back starting all over again because you're doing something that you're not ready to do. And if you're not ready to do it because of fear, then you need to address your fears. What is the fear? Fear of failure? Fear of success? fear. A lot of times people are afraid. That's the reason why they're afraid to start again because they don't know what to expect. They're afraid of the unknown, especially if they fail so far down. Now they're afraid they'll never make it back up to the top. They're afraid that they won't be given the same opportunities. They won't receive the same support. 
They won't be so lucky. Because sometimes people do see it as a lucky thing. But one thing about success, if you made it on your own and you learn how to make it, you definitely can do it again. Even if you fall all the way down, even if you take a step back, you know how to do it again. And if you don't know, you'll learn. It's very important that we allow ourselves to move forward even if we're afraid. Okay, and if you cannot do that, the fear is immobilizing, it's paralyzing you, not physically, but emotionally, you're not able to get anything done to move forward. So maybe you need to go get some counseling, you need to get some therapy, you need somebody to help guide you out of this stage. Maybe you feel stuck. A lot of people get stuck, they become very pessimistic, they become paranoid, they don't trust the process anymore. Especially if they don't have the help they had before. Especially if everything stripped from them, taken away from them. Somebody who went to prison and now they're coming back, they have nothing. Maybe when they went to prison, they were rich. They lived a real nice life. Maybe they had fancy cars and fancy house. They had everything. And now they're coming out of prison, they don't have nothing. And they're going to have to start from scratch. Now, you can't get stuck looking at the past because a lot of people can't move forward because they get stuck in a past they get stuck in how things used to be they get stuck in how they want things to be and they're not allowing themselves to free flow with what's coming there's nothing wrong with planning but if you see as much as you plan things are not working out you may need to go back to the drawing board and create another plan don't be stuck this is the way that I did it 10 years ago this is how I did it 20 years ago or this is how my grandparents did it this is how my mom did it this is how my neighbor did it this is what I'm going to do you got to be flexible you got to have open mind you got to be ready to make the necessary changes you got to be able to flow with the flow you got to change your rhythm Sometimes, you know, you're going in a particular rhythm and it's not what's needed for the situation. You may have to change that rhythm to something else. You may have to be real pliable where you're able to bend and mold yourself to what you need and not be so stuck in your ways. A lot of people are so stuck. All right. So it's very important that you start practicing good self-care. Right. Every time I do a podcast, I'm emphasizing the importance of self-care. If you find yourself taking a step back, you know, it's very important that you analyze what it is that you need to do to make things good, to make things better. All right. It doesn't mean that because you took a step back, you're in a bad place. It doesn't mean that sometimes taking a step back is the best place that you need to be because you have an opportunity to make it better. Right? So it's very important that you practice good self-care. Make sure you're eating properly. Make sure you're getting the right amount of sleep. Make sure that you're getting the right amount of water, hydration. Make sure you're getting the right amount of sun. Make sure that you get the right amount of fresh air, being outdoors, relaxation. Make sure that you meditate. Make sure that you learn to relax and not be so stressed out. Because if you're under a lot of stress, then you won't be able to move forward. If you're traumatized, it'd be very difficult to move forward. 
If you're hurting physically, you're in physical pain, it's kind of hard to move forward. So it's best that you take care of your body, take care of your mind, take care of your spirit, take care of your family. You know, put things in order, all right? You have to put things in order. You have to assess the situation in order for you to be able to move forward, all right? So taking a step back is not a bad thing. Sometimes it's a necessary process in order to move forward and progress. Thank you.